Oh, there he is. There's that special guy. Your might your video went off again. Ooh. <laughs> Mother. Remember when uh, your dog used to do that? Oh. Chev, yeah. Oh. Just like having the best part. Of- remember when you you had that dog? We yes. used to have when we first lived together Chef. after college. You was that your dog always? Yes. Uh, we got him. Let's see. I got when when you and I had him. We were what twenty two years old. So I probably had him for about nine years at that point. Okay. So then your parents were like, hey, you're moving out. You should take your dog with you. Take this stupid dog with you. And then the best part was we tried, like, you tried to take care of it. And then you're like, yeah, I'm single. It's too much. And you gave it to somebody, I remember. (laughs) And then at one point you visited. I know exactly what you're going to say. He was so much, like, happier. He had the best life. Remember the lady used to take him out on her sailboat? Boating. Yeah. yeah, if you'd only me. loved boating then. Oh, then I know, yeah, of course, it has to come back to that. Yeah, just remember, there's like, you said he had like a little ascot on and he was in the, the boat. It was so funny. Air flowing. Was and like, I don't even think he, he pretended that you weren't even there. We went to uh, church today and the lady, the pastor got a, a new dog. And my kids are like, hey, can we get a dog? So then I, I used it all day because Brennan, I'd be like, Brennan, you got to do this. I don't want to. I'm like, that's why you don't have a dog. So it was like you, all, all day I could just use it against him. Are you hey, Brennan, why don't, why don't you pick this stuff up? I don't want to do it. No, that's why you don't have a dog. Are you considering getting him a dog? No. It's a lot of work, man. I got three kids. I don't need any more. And that's why I'm, I'm sort of kidding them, but I'm kind of serious. If they were more responsible, then you would want one. Then they could, no, they could have a dog that they took care of. Well, yeah, but you have to want it too, don't you? It's, I mean, I'd be fine as long you as I, one of the don't kids seem has, like a pet person to me. One of the kids has allergies and oh yeah, to animals or just allergies in general. Dogs. Oh well, there's your excuse right there. Yeah, but I think it's Brennan actually. It's either Brennan or Emma. One has cats and one has dogs. You don't know that. I don't know which one is which. It doesn't yeah. really matter because it's it's not like I'm like, hey, we're on this dog outing and. And only to, one child can come anyway. I have, I have, to, I have to pick the right one. Which one can come? It's like the, the one where the, the thing has to cross the river and yes. take one with them and stuff. Yes. Or if I go to uh, like you go to that, <laughs> that cat shelter that you're going to work at, and I'm like, which kid can come to the cat shelter? I went down there. Yeah? Yeah. When, when, I, when I walked in, she was like, so are you here to volunteer, or did the police tell you you had to come here? <laughs> or yeah, the, <laughs> she didn't phrase it like that, but like, uh, would is you, this you have Mandated by yeah, someone have, else, and I was like, "No, no, no!" And so I made you a joke. Need to sign a form for you. Yeah. So I made a joke about it, and then I realized there was somebody sweeping the floors behind me, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> "Definitely <laughs> here because she stabbed a guy." Or something. So you're not making any friends with the not yet. other volunteer. <laughs> no, there was two kind of weird older dudes there volunteering, and they liked mm. me. I think I'm gonna what have. You, weir- what are you in for? <laughs> I'm gonna have weird, weirder friends. You have to make up something. Are they gonna think you're weird because you're just there because you want to be? I don't know. I thought about that. Dude, I, I'm, I, I thought of all this stuff when I was walking in. I'm like, how strange of a situation am I walking into right now? Like, I, I feel like this is the type of thing that could end up in a cult or something like that. You Interesting. Know? You know, it starts small. Like Jim Jones didn't immediately have two thousand followers. We didn't get any emails this week at all. <laughs> <laughs> we, have Cana- 
So, but you told me we have now we have Russian listeners, right? And we have Canadian well, we had listeners. one. We had one download from Russia. That might have been like <laughs> they were trying to do something with the Ukraine and they hit the wrong button. Downloaded one of our episodes. It didn't stick. But Canada it seems like it. we got a couple not... Canadian listeners or people that are at least downloading it. I wish they oh, could they write in. I, I think that I think people from Canada are allowed to send emails to people from the United States. So so why can't they just send us one? They could. I want to hear how you found out about the mag room in Canada. I don't think I have any Canadian friends, do I? I don't know. We'll find out. So send it in. Send it in, Canada. I want to start a new new series. It's going to be really short. It's the, and and you have to, you can try to find one every week. I'm going to call it the coolest man alive or coolest person alive. Coolest person alive series. And this is uh, John Daly. The golfer? He was in a golf tournament. This was the final tally, the final tally of literally everything he put into his body over a full 18 holes. So do you want to, do you want to guess what some of the things are and not things are is not? It, is, it, is it stuff that like you get from cart girls and all that? Like was he just eating like the food that the golf course provided? It seems like it. Seems own, okay. like it. He might have brought some of this though. Hot dogs. I'd say there's at least like six so hot dogs. That was not on the list. How did I miss that? All right. Um, what do you think? He, bags of potato what do you chips. He, Lots of bags of potato chips. No, he, he ate a candy item. Oh, uh, M&M's. Six packs of peanut M&M's. Yeah, I know he What do those. you think he drank? Oh, he might not be an alcoholic anymore. Yeah, uh, no, it was Fruit not punch. Out. Hawaiian, Hawaiian punch. 12 Diet Cokes. And how many cigarettes did he smoke? 28. 21. Wow. And how many ounces of water did he drink? Zero. Zero water. <laughs> 21 cigarettes, 12 Diet Cokes, and six oh. packs of peanut M&Ms. Can you imagine what your mouth would feel like after that day? For an oh, 18 so holes. 18 holes. So what's 18 holes take you? Three, four hours? I'd say, yeah, somewhere around there. Oh. <laughs> Coolest person. Wait, how many Diet Cokes? 12. 12 Diet Cokes in four, say, hours. So three an hour, one every 20 minutes. Holy had like an, a pack of peanut M&M's and a half every hour. Oh, my God. And he so had like funny. six cigarettes an hour while he was playing golf. I was wondering if there's a picture of him. Does he look like, there is a like picture really fat? Mm, decently. Bigger than he was. some crazy when... like skull pants on. Oh, uh, yeah. He's got a he's got a line of um, golf wear now. He has a line loud of mouth. golf wear? Loud, I think it's called Loudmouth. Loudmouth. Yeah, it's all golf pants, but they have crazy prints on them like uh, – with whatever it is that you're looking yeah, at. Yeah, skulls. You think he's at the point where if he stopped doing these things, he then would get sick? Like his body is in that like... Would reject health? Mr. Burns perfect preservative <laughs> slash whatever like Keith he's Richards doing. or something, you know? Yeah, like Keith Richards, if you ever tried to get healthy, would just not go well. All right, so coolest person alive. John Daly. So what do you? To, what's what's the cool part? Just that he can ingest he can, so much shit? That he shit. can do that and still play. Okay. I'm sure he did all right. Again, I should have looked up how he did. <laughs> and then the next, <laughs> the next artist, this is the PGA Championships. This is legit. It said John Daly heads to Hooters and Casino after PGA first round. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's why everybody liked him. I mean, he was he, he sort of came up when we were kids, like like late teens probably. And he had a huge following. He's one of those guys that sort of made it sort of cool to golf, you know? Obviously, the... Diet and cigarettes, probably. You There's no it. way that he's he couldn't have been taking that seriously. He slipped down the board during his back nine. Yeah, because yeah. he's got a his insulin levels were 
through the fucking like a hummingbird or something. But that's like, I mean, it's better for him if he's not going to win. You got to keep your personality up, right? I mean, that's that is him. You know, like that's yeah. Like if he showed up all healthy and then made the yeah, first no, one would, and it no one would be. care. I'm sure there is that guy. I'm sure like VJ Singh was there and didn't make the Ooh. cut. And there's no articles about him. Look at you pulling a cool golf name out. Nice. I was. I've been, I've been at my uh, father-in-law's a lot of times, and my uncles when they've been watching golf. I so. think VJ Singh is a scratch golfer, lefty and righty. Wow. Yeah. You should give me one of them. Well, I think what's cool about that is that you just don't see guys like that. The athletes aren't like that anymore. You know, there's no more Ricky Mantles. Yeah. There's no more John Daly's. It just everybody's in the public eye, and everybody's trying to promote their brand and stuff. And you don't have guys that are just themselves and. With all yeah. their flaw, with all their flaws. I mean, they know? have better careers. I think that's a big part of liking sports is like the personalities behind them, you know. And I just don't think there's personalities anymore to yes. me, anyway. You know, maybe I'm just getting old. Well, that's why they still talk about the '86 Mets and a lot of yeah. those other teams. They don't. I mean, the Mets, if they had been better, uh, they didn't do that as much. They might have won more. They right. Were pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they yeah, won yeah, that yeah, one yeah. season, but yeah. they had the personality of just being batshit crazy. I mean, when it's all when it's all said and done, would you rather be kind of remembered for that or or kind of forgotten almost? You know, for like, me personally, yeah, wouldn't it be more fun to be remembered as like an interesting character who was really good at baseball rather than just some robotic guy? That's so you're saying I have a talent though? That's like I don't think I can do that like teaching. <laughs> sure, there's. I bet there's a teaching equivalent of it. Where I'm just crazy. They make I'm a coming movie in about every him. Day, ripping, What's his uh, name? Ripping cigarettes and diet <laughs> well, cokes in class. Well, <laughs> I guess I didn't necessarily mean your personality had to be an over-the-top sort of addiction thing, but just I something see. where you're where you have personality. I mean, I guess yes. that is what it happens to be. With yeah, right those. Now. I mean, all the athlete ones are. Like, I think there's a middle ground, right? You could be yeah. less robotic and let yourself shine out. And I, yeah, I'd rather do that. Not that was goes back to our article from last week where people hide their personalities at work. Yeah. I mean, it's sad because you have to like put on this facade and John, yeah. Daly, John Daly doesn't. All right. So coolest, coolest person. We, we might need a, um, a theme song then, right? Oh, boy. Coolest, coolest person alive. Song? It could be too. What's the... Um, the greatest American hero song could it be <laughs> Look that? at what happened to me. <laughs> no, but we need new lyrics. Right. I'm the coolest person alive. <laughs> Believe it or not, I'm cooler than you. I'm the coolest <laughs> person alive. I love Diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> And I still But no oh, hot dogs. <laughs> I still can Despite walk home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still alive even though I have no nutrition. Um this was from Axios, which is a news organization that I enjoy. It was called Underused Words for Your Repertoire. So it said some 75% of our daily speaking comes from just 800 words. Uh, BBC estimates, okay. estimates. Do you believe, <laughs> do you believe that? I can't even speak. Yeah, you're already. The 800 that I use, so. 799 right there. <laughs> like, get that one out. Do you believe that though? Yes, absolutely. All right, so this article picked some fun ones worth elevating. I'm gonna read you the words and you're gonna try to guess what they mean. Yes. First one, apricity. Apricity. A-P-R-I-C-I-T-Y? 
Yeah, nice. <laughs> you got the spelling bee, right? Um, some sort of something having to do with like happiness. Okay, it is a good thing. No, I, I, that's about as much as I can guess. I went outside this winter and I enjoyed the apricity. The <laughs> it's not right. The right, not, not right uh, tense, but um, it's the warmth of the sun in the winter. All right, here's uh, another one. This is you actually. Pr- protein, P R O T E A N. So this is a hard one because I think you say protein. I think you pronounce it. Okay. Uh, and I know I've seen it before, but I can't. Like you are of, a you are a protein. Sort of like in your in your personality, your podcast uh, repertoire. In my podcast repertoire. I thought it had something to do with like appearance. I thought it had to do with like. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, it could I guess it could. So it means um, displaying great diversity or variety. Oh. So like an actor who can do both comedy and tragedy. Doyen. D-O-Y-E-N. Oh, so Uh, this could be us as well. You are a Doyen podcaster. uh, Or you're a Doyen male. Handsome? (laughs) A person considered to be uniquely skilled and experienced in a certain field. Doyen. D-O-Y-E-N? Yep. Okay. All right. Ooh, this is a really nice one. The word kind of, I don't like the word, but I really like what it means. Petrichor. Petrichor. Um, Petrichor. P-E-T-R-I-C-H-O-R. Petrichor. Petrichor. Petri meaning the dish that you find, like, diseases in, and then chore meaning something that you have to do to make your mother happy. So I'll say it means cleaning, something having to do with cleaning uh, microscopes. Am I wrong? The pleasant smell of the earth after a rainstorm following a long dry period. Uh, it's not a real word. It's very specific. Yeah. It's like French people. Like French if you people threw have that real out specific and words. somebody knew what that meant. That no, it would, would never, ever happen. No, you would be like, wow, that, that does fit. But you'd have to think about it. Mm-hmm. Either they'd argue with you and be like, was it really a long dry period? I think it was <laughs> Kind of you get into. There. I'm not getting into a, uh, a semantic <laughs> argument about this. It a was petrichor a petrichor argument. <laughs> All right, this one sound. It says it sounds like what it means. Susurus. <laughs> um, like a spirit that envelops you from. I don't know the way you. The way you. Susurus. Yeah, something dreamlike, something that overtakes you in your dreams and and fills you with. Um, it's how we want to do our NPR uh, shows. Oh, just soothing, soothing. Susurus. A whispering or rustling sound. Susurus. And then the last one, which also sometimes I feel like you're acting like when we're doing this, is asshat. That's <laughs> not a word. It actually, so the other article I found from Merriam-Webster Dictionary was about the addition of asshat to the dictionary. Enter words after they've been demonstrated a certain breadth and consistency of use, typically in printed form. A fine example of the kind of word that merits inclusion is asshat, a stupid, annoying, or detestable person, a word recently added to our dictionary. It occupies the space between azez and asshead. <laughs> they what's, have an a, a, what's an asshead? So they have some quotes. In case of pronoun usage, it really comes down to, are you being a nice person or an asshat? Where do you think the um, asshead, when that came from? 1990. Two. 1541. Listen to this sentence. I'm not even going to be able to read it correctly. Wow. From Thomas Beacon. They oh, yeah. think it's a hundredth year if he preacheth but half an hour 
so little pleasure have these assheads in hearing the glorious <laughs> and blessed word of God. It's from an actual article where they call them assheads. Like it's like he's talking about his his sermon. Yeah. They said you have to be the last thing I'll read with is like you have to be careful with your hyphen and spacing because you could say sweet hyphen ass space hat. So a sweet ass hat like the hat you have on sure, now. Sure, punctuation. Lenny yeah. sea salt or whatever it is. <laughs> or if you did sweet space ass hat, that's a little different. That you're a sweet ass hat. I know you own some sweet ass hats. Sweet space ass space hats. (laughs) Right. That's, yeah, I thought that was fun. Would you like to hear some Canadian words? Yeah, yeah, I know you said you had, and I was like, this will tie in great. So you had an article as well. Great. Just No, just just a little, like, Canadian slang. I thought we we could pepper in. Nice, for our Canadian listeners? uh, However many we got, yeah. So so write write us and tell us if we're using these properly. Oh, no. The word toque. T-O-Q-U-E. Oh, yeah, that's that's like an instrument, right? Like no. You play a toque, like a, or no, it's a hat. Yes, it's a hat. So you're a toque, a toque, a toque hat, an ass toque. <laughs> toque. Right, exactly. All right, yeah. Right? In the Canada, is that what they do? Yeah. Is it an you're ass an, hat? You're yeah. an ass toque? Derived from Arabic and found its way in the medieval French in 15th century, it refers to a cap with a small brim or no brim. It's usually worn when it's cold, so pretty much year round in Canada. Exclamation point. Yeah, and that's even better for like assets, like more specific. Ass toque. Like yeah. that would be a different, like a general asset versus ass toque. Because right. you have like a small brim. Your friend different... Pierre is an ass toque. <laughs> like Peter is an ass hat, but Pierre is an ass toque. So you're acting kind of French, but you're, yeah. and you're also an ass. Yeah. And you don't have, that... do, you have a, do you have a sweet ass toque? Do you have <laughs> no, any? I've got zero ass toques. No, no, no. I have no toques whatsoever. Yeah. You need to get one. Maybe we'll um, figure. Maybe our Canadian listeners can tell us where to get one. Or send us one. We'll send you a t. We'll do toque for t-shirts. Wow. Trades. How about just the letter Z? You know what they call the letter Z in Canada? Z. Canadian pronunciation for the letter Z. Z is acceptable as well, but if you want to sound like a Canadian, go for Z. I like Z. So look, if we ever get on like Z one hundred six point nine, we'll have to do Z. Z one hundred six point nine coming at you. <laughs> when when we get hired as mm-hmm. drive guys. guys. I see. Mm-hmm. All right. How about a keener? Do you know what a keener is? Ooh, a keener. <laughs> it's a word that refers to someone who tries hard to please others while being overly enthusiastic, like a nerd, a brown noser, or geek. Okay. I like keeners. You like we brown don't nosers? Enough, we don't have enough of them. Well, it says yeah. try to please people. Um, how about giver? G-I-V-E apostrophe E-R. So it kind of looks like give her, like giver. Somebody who's really good at giving back rubs. Um, it's a slang term that means to give it all you've got when all else fa- fails. It's used when referring to work, <laughs> drinking, sports, and any other activity that requires you to buckle down and get it done. Like use it in a sense. I'm feeling under the weather today. Just give her. And then that guy shotguns a beer. That's the example <laughs> that I gave. <laughs> but like, all right, so you call me up. You're like, man, the kids haven't gone to bed yet. It's going to be 9 o'clock before I get out of here, blah, blah, blah. And I say, just give her, Jared. So that means I got to come just on give and the plow best through, and we do, yeah, we do the best seventeenth right. episode podcast ever. Uh, you probably know what a kerfuffle is, right? Yeah, it's a fight. Yeah, commotion, flurry of agitation. Yeah. Yeah, I've been in many kerfuffles. Kerfuffle. <laughs> How about beauty? Just saying, beauty. Uh, really nice, great. Like, yeah, it's beauty. Yeah, something. <laughs> yeah, I like that's, that one. That's a beauty. Yeah, I think that's, that's a, a good, good one. one. An expression used to refer to something that was done well or an exceptionally great person. 
The only the last one I, I highlighted was Chesterfield. Do you know what a Chesterfield is? This is a good one. Isn't it a gun? No, it used to be a cigarette, but in Canada, it's a couch or a sofa, a term usually used by the older crowd. Like after this podcast, I don't know what you're up to. Maybe you're going to go relax, kick your shoes off, put them up, put your feet up on the Chesterfield and relax for 15 minutes maybe. I thought the Chesterfield was the couch. Yeah. Oh, put my feet on my couch. Sisk story. Sisk stories. You might have known this because this part of this was from Baltimore. Um, it's not hard in Maryland to find the, this from the Washington Post. Drugs. To find the blue and yellow packaging of Old Bay seasoning. Oh, uh, yeah. It's on grocery store shelves and served on restaurants. It's printed uh-huh. on T-shirts, masks, mugs, hats, dog leashes. The spice is sprinkled by diehards on pizza, chicken, popcorn, hot chocolate. Pizza. It's infused into products like Old Bay hot sauce and Old Bay flavored vodka. So last week, the brand introduced its latest edition, Old Bay Goldfish, which sounds interesting. I, would I don't eat know that. about some of the I other ones good. sound terrible. So this is the guy talks a little bit about the guy who invented it. I just thought it was interesting. So Gustav Brun, born in 1893, had been a successful spice merchant in Wertheim, Germany, where he specialized in sausage spices before the Nazis came to power. <laughs> So in the 1930s, he fled Sorry, to laughed. the United States. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> no, that was really just took a joke. weird turn. I think. Yeah, another Jared bringing another <laughs> funny Nazi story. To all of our Israeli listeners out there, I'm not laughing at the Nazis. His family just... fled to the United States, so he struggled to find work in Baltimore. He decided to start his own spice business. So first, he sold individual ingredients, and then he saw fish market vendors were using their own spices. He thought he could make a better one. But the law required his father to publish the ingredients of his seasoning, which seems that So to make his recipe look more complex, he decided to add very small amounts of ingredients that you would think had nothing to do with steaming crabs. Ralph Brun, this is his son, said, such as cinnamon, nutmeg, and cloves. Lo and behold, a very unusual thing happened. They gave a wonderful overtone to the main ingredients that were there, and they're the ones that created the flavor Old Bay. It got really successful. He sold it to McCormick. McCormick's, yeah. So, yeah, all from guy who fled Germany with nothing. Hmm. Get a job and just invent. It's like just a really nice bootstrap story. And I think that's my coolest guy story. My coolest man. This guy now, right now? Who's not free? Yeah, I, thought that, I just thought it was neat. That neat. Uh, it's not really much funny from it. But, no. Um, no. That place is huge. McCormick, they're, they're real big, man. They're, just that's... that idea of somebody... I mean, again, this idea of when we complain that life is hard. I mean, some people's lives are hard, but ours are not. Like mine. But, uh... <laughs> like, like our... I mean, our lives are hard, but right. most people yeah. are not. So No. Just, I, uh, yeah, be thankful for what you have. The last, the last Sisk story, Sisk story is one you sent me. There was, it was a very dense article, but it was about uh, human composting. This is more just because I felt like I came off like a psychopath last week. Like I didn't <laughs> hear my dad did. Oh, my dad wrote me. I got more than one response to this. And it was always <laughs> like, you really want to eat? Hum-? I'm like, no, I don't want to eat human flesh. I'm just <laughs> nice. saying if somebody invited me to that type of thing, I'm not saying. So you sent me an article. So this is about people dying and composting themselves into soil. I thought I would just give some alternative. One cubic yard of sod. 
to eating and you your wrote dead. on here you wanted me to read this so if someone's gonna die they could send you their soil <laughs> i didn't so write, use it all i did and get close to tasting all i did was send him the food. article i didn't put all that <laughs> subtext on there you're like hey jared maybe this is a way for me to feed <laughs> for me my to human flesh <laughs> taste <laughs> Jared, I'm going to take this podcast into a very strange place. (laughs) I've gotten the taste of flesh and I needed it more. I need it every week, Jared. So this is a legal way for me to do it. How can I get people to send me their flesh? Listeners are close to dying. (laughs) Please compost your flesh and mail it to Mark so he can plant a garden in his yard and grow things in your soil. There's really, I mean, I can read the details, but there's, it's actually like a lawyer article. It seems like about the laws and whatnot. Here's it's after you die, your body will be laid into the vessel onto a bed of wood chips, alfalfa and straw. Over the next 30 days, everything inside the vessel breaks down thanks to natural decomposition. The soil is removed and placed into a curing bin where it is aerated for several more weeks. Then it can be donated for conservation efforts or given back to the person of your choosing, like Mark Einlaw, Jupiter, Florida. 33478. <laughs> Does it cost five thousand five hundred dollars? So you got texts about that? I did, yeah, just a few things that were kind of like I would never, eat, you know, just just very much taking the opposition side. Whereas I was trying to say like I'm not saying I want to eat it. I'm just saying I'd be a sport if I went to I, I went to a party and someone was like, hey, guess what I did? So basically, I mean, you're saying you would do anything at a party. <laughs> Like, you're not going to do it at your house. You're not going to hold a human flesh meatball eating party. But if you show up, if you want Mark, if you want somebody to do something crazy (laughs) at your party, ask for Mark to come. I don't know that this is entirely true. That is that is exactly what you just said. That would be the craziest thing to do is to eat a human meatball. (laughs) (laughs) When I I put it like that, I guess I get where you're coming from. But it's an art. Sure it's an can, art exhibit. I, I see argument I got invited is... to this, and there's going to be other people and doing the same thing. It's like, hey, let's all share the experience of tasting human flesh. I got to stop talking. I guess I can't. I can't dig myself out of this hole. I don't think I? the argument should be. Is there anything that you could describe that's crazier than the thing you're describing? Kill like a murder, or I mean, yes, that, it, I it agree. Is... There are crazier things right, than eating right, a right, human right, flesh right. meatball, but but that's up there. That is on the list. Do you All right, have let's to say, know the source of the meatball. Like it's like, this, hey, it's if from, this same not, thing nobody happened, nobody died in the producing of these meatballs, or that would yes, that would be part of it. So you need some documentation. I don't know what that means, but I like just something mean, that says that this like guy if we were just like harvesting like if, humans and selling their meatballs. If we just <laughs> their meatballs, selling them as meatballs. <laughs> the what I'm saying is, if I went to like, um, uh, if I was camping out and some guy was like, hey man, I brought. I brought human flesh to eat. I wouldn't be into that, but this guy went into a more like, highfalutin party. We're like, yeah, we're like, yeah, all right, we're, we're doing this champagne. as like an experiment. I feel like this is almost like an experiment. As much as it's art, it's an experiment yeah, in I my mind. It. And so I'll take how, part in that experiment. That's how people do these things. And I assume I'm not eating. I don't know. The guy's not going to be like, you got to eat even more than that. I just want to taste it. I just want like, I just wonder what it tastes like. Are you doing it with kind sauce? Of. So no sauce because you want to um, taste it. The sauce well, would taste like the sauce. I guess I would hope that he'd sort of be like, I've kept a couple of meatballs aside with no sauce on it. Like, we'll do it the normal way for the dinner part so it looks like a real dinner. But if you want to taste just regular old human meatballs with no sauce on them, I've got a couple set aside that you can pick at. I would be into that, maybe. I really, 
I feel like I'm overselling it because you're kind of making me talk about it right now. <laughs> and that was the other thing. The name of the episode was Mark Loves Human Flesh. I'm like, no. <laughs> Couldn't you have made it Mark? Mark kind of would curious. try it at a party, Human there Flesh. You go. Mark is somewhat <laughs> curious about the taste of human flesh. <laughs> I feel like that would that would have more accurately represented what went on in that discussion. That was your main <laughs> 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 all right so what what i don't even know what you can follow up that with well i just i i, I rather than eat you know unless you think i'm a cannibal and i want to eat all the dead bodies i see or something i thought i'd print up some stuff with alternatives to, to eating human bodies oh there's alternatives that's good luke perry uh his daughter came out luke perry was buried in a mushroom suit which could become a trend a Traditional- mushroom suit yeah this was published uh from market watch nicole like Lynn a Petty. suit made of mushrooms correct Traditional funeral services, such as embalming and cremation, contribute to our carbon footprints even after our deaths. So a growing number of environmentally conscious people are looking into sustainable alternatives for laying themselves or loved ones to rest. Isn't the most sustainable one you just put the body in the ground? In the ground and just, yeah, no no casket or anything, right? Why do you have to get it? I mean, they have the biodegradable cast. So if you need like a box, like cardboard, people said cardboard. Yeah. Um, That seems pretty low. Yeah, I would Carbon think so. Footprint. I was, so what's this like? It seems like a lot of work to make up a mushroom suit. Well, if you if, if you look at a picture of it, I, I, I it's got like it they just it's just like a huge mushroom. No, it's it's like a black. It looks like a ninja suit with. Um, do, do you know what? Have you ever seen what the the mushrooms look like underground? Like the mycelium, that little they're all Ooh, look at you squiggly people. lines and stuff. No. But I'll take your word for it. It's can, just it's a, it's a it. black it's a black ninja suit with white squiggly lines all over it. So they're just draping him in mushrooms. We can either buy the suit or it also says <laughs> you can also get a shroud. We feel more Jesus like <laughs> in your death, I suppose. Because Jesus wore mushrooms. Well, no, he wore shrouds. Oh. The suits are like fifteen hundred dollars versus a normal. Um, a normal wedding, or wedding, a normal Freudian uh, slip of your <laughs> the funeral. I'm wedding. I mean funeral. Yeah, the death of your dreams and hopes. <laughs> and, oh, I mean body costs between eight thousand and ten thousand dollars. That's wicked cool looking. I would, I would just wear it around. All right. As of yet, I still have never eaten human flesh. I have no plans. The to. update. There's an update. Still update no. Mark still no cannibalism. Still not eating human flesh still don't really have any strong desire to either just just uh just a very vague curiosity just willing to do things at a <laughs> cocktail party i would have that to be would wearing be, a suit that would be i'm not going to a campsite with a some party. Weird, weird old guy <laughs> but if i'm wearing a suit or something dressy yes and there's some cocktails and those are served yeah. i would try it. i'm like a bougie cannibal <laughs> i'm not gonna i'm just gonna eat some Dude that's laying on the side of the road, but he's like eyes wide shut. I then, you have another one too. Well, I had a couple things. I don't. I. I, I'm, I don't know why I'm leaning into. This. I'm just keep talking about dead bodies now. I guess I should have shut up like 20 minutes ago. But um, there's a lake. Uh, so Lake Mead murder mystery: bodies found due to low water levels by Ashley oh, Soriano. So there. Yeah. There's a. Uh, there's a murder mystery at Lake Mead. The decades-long drought at America's biggest reservoir has dropped water levels so low that bodies are popping up. Lake Mead is behind the Hoover Dam and about 40 miles from the Las Vegas Strip. As the lake dries up, it could crack some very cold cases. 
the, yeah, from they're, the they're mobsters, saying a lot of mob baby. yeah mob bodies were dumped there now the droughts dropping the body level so if you don't want to eat human bodies you could drop them in lake you could drop them in a lake um, i see rather than, rather than eating them so you're this is kind of the uh I'm just um, saying smarter alternatives to eating. The more, more. This is like the more you know segment yeah, of our yeah. podcast. If you like, come upon a dead body, you don't, have to, you, you, don't, you don't have to eat it. You can do this. You can put it in a mushroom <laughs> soup. <laughs> is, this, is this mandated by somebody from last week? You, you got a couple in... emails from the local authorities. They're like, <laughs> if you could use your podcast and give people some other options. Hey, is this Mark McGroom? Uh, <laughs> Oh, this is Chuck with Solid Waste Authority. I just wanted to. I realized you, you said last week that you wanted to start options. eating dead bodies. No, Chuck, I didn't say that at all. I mean, <laughs> like you, like everybody else, is totally misinterpreting what I'm saying. If you could give people a few other options, we think we'd be able to let you off the hook. All and right, if Chuck. If you serve 30 hours at a cat uh, shelter. <laughs> Ma'am, I'm going to go back. I will have to check that box. It says I was mandated to come here. I, I was lying to you at first. I was I, I wanted to eat human flesh. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, are you, is that, uh, is that okay? You're not going to eat these that? cats, are you? Like, no. I only no have desire to, to eat a cat. I, I love try. cats. I mean, if there was a party with cat meatballs, <laughs> I might do it, but. <laughs> I know. <laughs> should, we, uh, should we wrap it up? Yeah, I didn't yeah. even say, I didn't even intro the show. I don't think. <laughs> oh yeah, the whole time. We'll do it now. We'll just leave it in at the end and do the do the do the Sunday last. afternoon in the mag room, and then we'll then do, the, do the, thing, the opening thing, thing is the credits. <laughs> Mark and Jared, Jared and Mark here on Sunday. Recording a little later. Theme song by Maggie Yellox, Muga and Cisco at gmail.com. Send us some emails. Yeah, we want to want to hear from our Canadian listeners about seriously stuff Canada that's going right. on. Stuff I want to tell us how see. you found us. I'm curious as to like how we found a Canadian. Yeah. No, but seriously, write in and tell us how you found us. I'm just curious. It would be cool if people just wrote in in general about what they liked about the podcast or and tell- if they have some ideas for coolest person alive. What yeah. would define the coolest person, and if they have any ideas of who that is, describe yes. it. Send a link. We got to wrap this up or soon we're going to be asked two gays. Um, all right. So stick with the mag room and everything else is human meatballs. This <laughs> is a keener. It's a keener. Ooh, ooh, I like my groom. I like my groom. Ooh, ooh, my groom is good. My groom is good. Ooh, ooh, I like my groom. I like my groom. Ooh, ooh, my groom is good. My groom is good. The my groom's good. Ooh, I like my groom. I like my groom. Ooh, ooh, my groom is good. My groom is good. I don't, I don't know what eight inches looks like.